When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Monday MLK Day edition. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We roll through the Monday edition of the program. I'm sure a lot of you are like, uh, not like Buck, but a little bit like me in that you watched Gorged on NFL football over the weekend. We got a big game. Maybe we'll quiz Buck later to see if he can figure out who might be playing on Monday Night Football in an epic tilt, which will be one of the most watched. He already he doesn't have any clue. The Bucks and the Cowboys, Bucks. It's going to be one of it, actually, similar to your name. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the uh, Dallas Cowboys are going to have one of the most watched television events of the year tonight uh, in the uh, NFL playoffs. So we'll see how that goes. But... We have got so much fun to, uh, to have with you guys today. Ron Johnson, Senator from Wisconsin, is going to join us at 1.30 Eastern. He's our only guest. We'll open up phones. We'll have a lot of conversations here. Uh, but we begin with the continued fallout of the Joe Biden classified documents. Just total unmitigated disaster. Uh, on, I believe it was Saturday morning, Buck, there was the announcement that five additional classified documents had been found in Joe Biden's residence. That came after Corrine Jean-Pierre had told us all at least six different times that the search was complete and there were no more documents to be found. Listen to our esteemed White House press secretary. The search is clearly complete. They completed uh, the, uh, uh, the search. The search is complete. Uh, he is confident in this process. You should assume that it's been completed, yes. After the search concluded last night, that search was completed last night. I mean, this is incompetent, even for Joe Biden, on a level of incompetence that has to boggle many Democrats' minds. And, Buck, one of the things that's crazy, as you would know specifically about this, how in the world did it come to be the case that the people who are searching for classified documents 
don't actually have the ability to see classified documents is they don't have the security yes. clearance. That seems like kind of a big flaw in the process. You, if you're going to have any kind of a classified documents issue, have to have a lawyer that has clearance as well, for example. So if, if you're going to be dealing with a classified documents case, and if they're going to be handling and seeing them in any capacity, those are the rules. Um, the, the, you know, even if, if you return and, and you're, uh, you're somebody who is going to be seeing, uh, you know, a, a, a therapist, let's say you're going to be talking to them about things. You generally, if you're going to talk about your work, want to have a classified ther or classified capable therapist. I mean, these are sort of the things people don't realize how many I would never have even thought about that, but yeah, right. If you're going to talk, if you look, if you're, if you're a Delta Force guy and you come back and you want to have someone you can talk to about some of that stuff, or if you're intelligence community or whatever, you you know, you're not allowed to break this, you know, you've, you've got to find somebody who's actually cleared for classified information, period. Lawyers, you name it, all, all kinds of folks. Why were the lawyers sent in, Clay? Why were the lawyers sent in to look at this stuff? Understand that of all the documents that they had, there are, are only a handful that are classified, which makes people think, I believe understandably, they were looking for something when they were moving. You would have to stop and and get now, maybe not in the garage, because, you know, they're by the by the yeah. Corvette, you know, maybe those Perfectly are just kind of dangling out there by some oily rags and, you know, some some cans of Fanta. Remember Fanta? Oh, yeah. Like it's still out there. Oh, yeah. It's still out there. Oh, oh yeah. OK. Yeah. So that's something that you could maybe stumble upon. But in the context of uh, what they're talking about here, why were they looking and why were they going? And also he's the president of the United States. He must have access to more people with class with, with a security clearance uh, at, at his fingertips than literally any other person on the planet. Right. I mean, the, the president says, I want the head of the CIA in here. He's down there in 15 minutes in the White House. Right. right? That's the way, uh, depending on traffic, that's the way that it works. And so there's just something that doesn't add up here. I have thought I still think that the appointment now of the special counsel is their version of, all right, we have no choice, we'll do this thing, but we're just going to go through the motions. But even if they're just going through the motions with the special counsel, what what something doesn't add up here on why anybody was even finding these documents in the first place? Honestly, why they wouldn't just, it's illegal, sure, but why they wouldn't just dispose of them yeah. right away? Something funky is happening. And if there was a plausible explanation for it all, we would have already heard it, right? I mean, if there was something that makes sense, the fact that we haven't been told, I think, tells us a lot. So that's my that's my big question, is why were these documents found in his office in the first place? We don't know exactly who the person was who found these classified documents, but, Buck, you've moved a few times, right? Uh, I've... Fortunately, not had I moved to move that almost many times. almost a dozen times as an adult. You were saying a few times. I've moved a lot. Okay, so a dozen times as an adult. If something is already boxed up and you are moving, what do you usually do with the box? You move the box without looking inside of to course. go through all the things inside of the document. Because remember, the initial story we heard was they are moving the boxes out of Joe Biden's presidential. I mean, uh, out of his Penn Biden Center, his office that he had when his time as vice president ended in Washington, D.C. Why was a lawyer moving the boxes? Right, None of this adds up in the first place because Joe Biden's lawyer, 
I bet costs a thousand dollars an hour. Yep. So of all the people that you could have moving things, it's an expensive that's probably moving the most company. Expensive. Yeah, plus that's I, I don't think expensive. I don't think this guy who you know went to Columbia Law School, or whatever, is strapping on one of those. You know, yeah. those like lumbar support belts. You know, yeah, yeah, what are the lumbar support belts and ever? I, I don't. So why are they moving around these things? Also, pro tip: since you brought up that I've moved so many times, just I'll tell everybody this. We'll get back to this discussion in a second. Closets first. I always tell everybody this. You got to empty. You got to take everything out of the closets for because otherwise you'll get behind. Because the closets is where you store every clay. Be honest. And if you're not, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Laura come on here. She could tell us the truth. Do you guys have a couple of closets you just stuff stuff into? You're just like the closets. Laura for all is things. so well organized. I don't know where anything is. I swear to God, you could ask any object in this house within 30 seconds, she'll be know exactly where it is. Okay. Well, that's amazing. But for most people. The closet is where they just stuff, and usually there's one or two of them where you just put stuff in there. So you empty out the closets first, and moving will take twice as long and be twice as annoying as you think it is in terms of the actual hours and and the uh, the process. That's my. Well, they, yeah, no, you're picking up. That's where they found these documents. Evidently, yes, was in the closet of the Biden office. So my thought on it is. First of all, it's strange that you have a lawyer supposedly moving to boxes. Second, even the report that they have out there that this lawyer opened a box, then opened a folder, then pulled papers out and found that some of them were marked classified. That's not a move. That's a search, which is why I think, Buck, that this story has still not come out. Somebody tipped off Joe Biden. I don't know who it was that he had documents that they needed back at the archives that were that were necessary and I think that's what started this whole search because it doesn't make sense that you would go remember I mean he's had these documents since 2017 right since he left the White House theoretically as vice president in 2017 he's had these documents for 5 years and suddenly you find them why were they looking for them and what do these documents have inside of them? It still doesn't answer the question necessarily, Buck, why they turned it into such a big story. My guess is the only thing that makes sense is that they were looking for something and they knew, because they had been told that they had it, they knew that they couldn't just make this story disappear because somebody knew that they had the documents and it might go public. Because Otherwise, I come back yeah. to the point you've made, Buck, which is why did this lawyer decide to notify everybody that he found the I mean, classified documents. I'll be, I'll be very clear with everybody here. I mean, in case there's a lot of people listening to this because of either military or, or, you know, intel backgrounds that, that have dealt with classified documents. If this lawyer or whoever this was took these pieces of paper, took them to a, just a commercial shredder that you would have in any, the chance of anyone ever knowing or finding out about this would be zero. Unless to your point, somehow there was some, reason that it was already known outside the biden circle of trust somebody outside of biden's inner circle had to know about this i gotta tell you if you've got a consigliere which when you talk about your personal lawyer hoping that's your consigliere godfather fans out there you know your your uh your lawyer who is your counsel on all things and you got to keep him you got to keep him uh at all times you know clean of the of the dirty and illegal work if that guy though doesn't know to just get rid of the classified docs that you have, you got a problem. I, which is why Buck, I think, remember how all the attention came in for, um, for President Trump? I think a lot of it was connected to that Kim Jong letter. 
because it was famous enough that somebody knew it existed and wasn't in the National Archives. I, I really do think and I'm sure Trump that was on some of Trump was showing it to people probably yes. at Mar-a-Lago. And right. look, this is where you get into, you could make an argument, Clay. I, I was a classification authority, meaning I went through the training and was like, legally, I could classify first round classified documents. And there's a whole process and procedure of how you're supposed to go through that. But sometimes it's more art than science, my man. You yes. know, it's a judgment call. And so two president or rather two heads of state, a dictator and, and Trump, having a conversation, you could argue that merely a private conversation between Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump, because it might give some insight into Kim Jong-un's thinking, you could argue that that's you know, classified. You could even argue it's classified at a pretty high level if it's a private conversation that they had. But does it really affect national security? I mean, yeah, does it really, I just, you know. That's why so, I wonder if they're, and I don't know what that what that document might be or documents might be that Joe Biden kept because they had some sort of historical relevance to him, but were also significant in the historical record. Again, I'm just trying to hypothesize. Sometimes you have to create why this story exists. I don't think these documents right. were accidentally discovered. That's and so he has something that maybe they got tipped off he shouldn't have had. And look, if we're going to take some lessons from history about all this everybody listening y'all remember sandy sandy burger uh San, sandy Bur burglar as everybody was calling him yeah. for a while uh who's took he was uh clinton's sorry clinton's national security advisor who took documents and actually stuffed them down his pants and into his socks from the national archives and I believe there were classified hand handwritten uh, notes of the president. And there was a lot of theorizing about what it was. But we knew that essentially it was stuff that made Bill Clinton look bad. It was stuff that on a national security side was damaging to the administration and, and made Sandy Berger look bad probably, too. And he took that stuff out. They caught him. I, wonder, I, I forget the details of how I assume he just walked out and they're like, hey, why is this dude walking out of the National Archives have pants full of papers. You know, what's going on with that? And and he ended up getting a security clearance suspension and something, you know, nothing, nothing major, though. No jail time or anything like that. But administration figures sometimes do want to doctor the record, do want access to aspects of the record that affect them and their reputations. You got to remember, we're talking about true egomaniacs here, folks. Well, and a lot of people, again, I think we could take some calls on this because I'm open to what your theories might be as well. But why did this story begin? Because some people have said, well, this is about a cover-up. And I understand that argument on some level. But saying, hey, we've got classified documents is such a massive spotlight on yourself that it seems the exact opposite of what you would do if you were trying to cover something up. I, I also think that there is a little bit of shock that has set in among Democrats because starting right right around August of last year, the, the new you must hate Trump, Trump, you know, orange man, bad, all that stuff was a function of his mishandling of classified documents, right? That was the whole thing. And now this is why every, every, uh, you know, mainstream Democrat news source that you read about with this, Clay, I'm sure you've seen this, New York Times, Reuters, they always go, it's either in the article or it's like the article you click on at the bottom is why the Trump and Biden yes. documents are not the same thing. You know, why, why the Biden thing is much less of a big deal. Always, 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 because their audience is going, wait a second, but we had an FBI raid and stuff. Yeah, 
They did, didn't they? My friends, if saving money this year is one of your priorities, let's get you set up with a better cell phone company. When you switch to Pure Talk, you'll save 50 or $60 a month or more while still getting the best available cell service there is. Pure Talk is my cell phone company. They're proudly veteran-owned, and they employ a U.S.-based customer service team keeping jobs here on U.S. soil. Their cell phone service is on America's best 5G nationwide network, so you're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month from Pure Talk. It's probably half what you're paying from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, and switching is easy. It takes as little as 10 minutes, and you can keep your phone and your number. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Using your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, that's dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, because Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Truth seeking, reality telling, the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to a hundred dollars. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay. That's C L A Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
We clearly have a supply chain management problem. We clearly have shifted in a way when we shut down the economy that we realized we rely overwhelmingly on unreliable sources, particularly China. No one in the White House has addressed the real serious problem. What are we doing so that in general, not just baby formula, which is very important, but what are we doing so that we shift so that there are more domestic supply opportunities. There is apparently still a baby formula shortage in this country. Another yep. one of the achievements of Joe of Joe Biden and uh, and of course Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, and issues of supply chain and and transportation of goods. Uh, so there's a baby formula shortage, which is not getting much attention, but it's still very stressful to parents. Clay, I talked about the egg shortage last week. I couldn't get eggs recently, which is one of my staples. I eat a lot of eggs. So I had to eat quail eggs. Those were the only eggs available. Now, I, I felt kind of fancy for a second because I was buying quail eggs. What was the difference? Would you have known the difference between quail eggs and regular eggs? The difference is you feel like Paul Bunyan because you have to crack tiny. like yeah. 15 of them to actually have enough for your scrambled eggs, you know, you're just sitting there. You feel like a like a, a giant, um, you know, fee fi fo fum. I'm eating my quail eggs, but yeah, that's that's something that I had to deal with recently. So the shortages are hitting us in all kinds. Have you ever had quail eggs? Not, I mean, not that I'm aware of. I feel like it's something that's on a menu uh, where you know, like one of my buddies used to always talk about how you know the fancier restaurant you go to describes things that aren't actually true like he was like i was at a place recently where they had a salad and they described it as windswept greens and he's like windswept like i I mean i guess anywhere where something grows outside could be windswept so i feel like the answer is yes i've had quail eggs but it's been like as part of some medley dish that i had that i was you know Mm. choosing but not not directly choice. Uh, chosen. I like no. my I like my greens drenched in carbon dioxide and yes. receiving lots of sunlight. Yeah, Sun, you know you know what I'm talking about sun dappled tomatoes. Like when they describe the food in a way that doesn't have anything to actually do with the food, uh, that's the fancier the restaurant you're going to. And so that, I feel like very, yes, I've had quail eggs there, but not by choice. That's very true. I, this is also how I feel when people start talking about fancy wines, which is something else that, by the way. People think you and I are barbarians because of our lack of appreciation of fine wine. No one can tell the difference. I mean, I stand by wow. that. Even Shots like high-end wine guy or girl, they are fooling you. Uh, small businesses defined by the IRS having five to 500 employees working for them. That's a pretty big uh, range there. If you own a business between five and 500 employees, you manage to make it through COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Not a loan, no payback, just a refund of the taxes you've already paid. They have it at GetRefunds.com. Great tax attorneys who specialize in this program. No cost. They will go through all of the apparatus for you and determine whether or not you and your business can qualify. They've given back over a billion dollars to businesses. They can help you as well. Go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, answer a few questions, payroll tax refund, only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. No risk, high reward. GetRefunds.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. It's MLK Day. Many of you are still working. 
Uh, some of you are off work. But every MLK Day, I'm always kind of uh, entertained by the ridiculousness of the FBI deciding from their official Twitter handles that they want to wish Martin Luther King uh, a day. Best wishes, whatever you want to classify it. I'll read, and then Buck will discuss here for a moment why I've never been that big of a trustworthy fan of the FBI. On this 40th anniversary of MLK Day as a federal holiday, the FBI honors one of the most prominent leaders of the civil rights movement and reaffirms its commitment to Dr. King's legacy of fairness and equal justice for all. They spied on Martin Luther King, the FBI did, attempted to get him to commit suicide, threatened him regularly with imprisonment. This was one of J. Edgar Hoover's big obsessions. And if you really want to study the FBI and maybe then take a step back and say, I'm not sure that I trust the leadership of the FBI to this day because I do not, the entire J. Edgar Hoover era of the FBI, Buck, is... I think maybe it's one of the least discussed aspects of American history because it's so sordid and so nasty what he was involved in. But, Buck, it's pretty crazy, and I think it's a it's it's an element of history that I would encourage everybody to pay attention to because it makes me, and I bet will make you, a little bit more uh, understanding of how the Russia collusion hoax and all that could happen when you read about the J. Edgar Hoover era of the FBI. Well, the era was 50 years yes right? he lived so, a long time so when you think about it uh i mean j edgar hoover led the fbi for nearly half a century from 1924 until 1972 I mean, and, that's crazy. and something isn't that amazing i mean when you hear yes. that you go i mean that's that's like fauci duration in yes. government service that's that's very long but also, I think it is worth noting, this is a little bit of a step away from the MLK-specific FBI activities, um, but the left and therefore the Democrat Party in this country hates Hoover uh, because he was an anti-communist and was effectively right about the communist menace and yes. communist threat in this country. It's amazing when pe people throw around these terms, they'll say, oh, it's the new McCarthyism and Red Scare, and we're all supposed to act like this was the great rise of fascism in America. Communists stole literal nuclear secrets from our nuclear program gave them to the soviets who then were able to detonate nuclear weapons of their own and probably you could argue was uh instrumental in the north korean invasion of south korea leading to the korean war i mean when, when you start looking at the effects of the communist penetration of this country which has been almost entirely whitewashed from our history and people people really think they go oh all this McCarthyism, all this scare. There were hundreds, and this is from the Venona Project, which was a top-secret military, um, uh, effectively, uh, they were able to surveil or, or had tapped into cable traffic, diplomatic cable traffic, back to the Soviet Union, back to Moscow. There were hundreds of actual communist Soviet agents in the United States. It was all true. It was all real. They were at the State Department. They are at the OSS, which then became the CIA. They were in the White House. And the rewriting of the history is is uh, is amazing and deeply troubling because I think people graduate from school now, Clay, and they think there was no com Communist Party USA had people who were being straight up handled by the KGB. This is all fact, and it is completely pushed out because... 
labor unions, the Democrat Party. There was a lot of coziness there with these commies who had very, very anti-American designs on this country. So anyway, I just I think that they hate Hoover for a lot of reasons, but that's one of the main reasons they hate Hoover, or rather why he's turned into such a villain. Well, and that was the reason that he justified the surveillance of Martin Luther King was the idea that the civil rights movement was infiltrated by communist, uh, you know, it was, and there were communists everywhere. Right. But this this is the point. I mean, there were, there were communists who infiltrated these things because Clay, anywhere where they could, anywhere where the Soviets could exercise leverage, but also create dissension in America, they thought was to their strategic advantage. So, you know, this is the, this is the truth, which is why the China story is, it seems like there's finally starting to be recognition about the fact that China has been using our American cultural institutions to try to That's tear right. down American Confucius, Confucius institutes and de- donating. Oh, the Penn Biden Center got how much? I mean, or, you know, the UPenn after the Penn Biden Center got set up, got how many millions of dollars from it? This is universities, by the way, are one of the main ways that foreign governments, even oppositional governments like China to the United States, exercise influence here it is a huge problem it's also a a massive uh cover that is used for espionage operations as we know i mean there are all these chinese nationals who are saying oh yeah i want to go if you go and study at the highest level you know nuclear engineering at you know caltech or mit or something you're gonna maybe come into not only you being trained at the highest level but you also may be coming into contact with sensitive government programs, depending on your access and who you're working with. Well, and and I I see it in a big way because I came out of the world of sports with the way that China has used propaganda from American athletes to tear down the legitimacy and justification of American institutions while simultaneously not saying a word about China's human rights violations and authoritarian government. LeBron James is a perfect example of this. Anytime anything remotely bad happens in the United States, the United States government is awful, uh, and a lot of people followed LeBron's lead, and we certainly see it in the movie industry, we certainly see it in Hollywood, the amount of money that China has spent to allow itself, while, uh, while, while they are enabling and endorsing destructive comments about the United States, they don't allow a word to be said negative about their own government the the first way the first place that authoritarian totalitarian communist you name it uh theocrat uh, theocratic pardon me uh the first way that regimes whether you're talking about china iran good on the list north korea you know what their first attack on america always is pretty much we're so racist yeah which is amazing coming from a country like north korea which is basically built on a hierarchy of racial superiority of North Koreans over everybody else and everybody else is subhuman. But anyway, the point is they just, they try to exacerbate the divisions within our own country for their benefit or really to exaggerate the divisions in our own country. Because as anyone who spent enough time in a lot of other parts of the world will tell you, America is actually the example of all of us getting along incredibly well. I, I think truth. there's a very strong argument. America is the least racist country that's ever yep. existed in the history of the world. And certainly being lectured by China, which doesn't allow immigration effectively, right? Um, and and North Korea, good lord! I mean that that, that is a uh, a crazy man's country. Um, but they use our own internal critics criticisms against us and try to uh, blow them up on a global scale.
Now, neither you nor I would consider ourselves to be. We are, I think, Clay's movie taste is very solid, I have to say. You, I thought there's something we might be able to, like, go back and forth and fight a little more. But generally speaking, you know, most of the time, I'm like, yeah, no, he's right. That's a great movie. So we're both, I think, high-level movie critics. But art and sculpture, not really in either of our – like, I'm not a guy who goes wandering Correct. around the galleries in, in Chelsea talking about how – you know, yes, this this painting with just two stripes across it that looks like a five-year-old could do. This is man's inhumanity to man or, you know, whatever, right? You come yes. up with something on the spot. However, I do think there are some limits to what we all, or rather, there are some basics we could all agree on when it comes to art and sculpture. They unveiled a new MLK sculpture. It is up on clayandbuck.com. I would, I would, Ask anybody listening right now if you can, if you're obviously not if you're driving, safety first, but if you're near a smartphone or a computer and you can, go to clayandbuck.com, check out this new sculpture because we got to talk about it when we come back. We got to have a little discussion about the new MLK honoring sculpture. It's, In Boston is where they unveiled it. Yep. So it is, and just think about it. If you can unveil a sculpture dedicated to Martin Luther King, basically on Martin Luther King Day, and it can be publicly criticized on CNN. It's probably a sculpture that's not that great of a sculpture. Just toss that out. Probably. We're going to get into it. But, my friends, many of you have been asking, uh, given what's gone on with the Supreme Court, what's the state of abortion in America today in this post-Roe v. Wade world? The answer is not what you want to hear, but it's the truth. Abortion continues at an alarmingly high rate. With the abortion pill accounting for over 50% of all abortions, and now available in pharmacies, unborn babies' lives are at even greater risk. Preborn pregnancy clinics continue to stand strong for the unborn by providing free ultrasounds to mothers who are considering an abortion. Once a mother hears that heartbeat and sees the precious life growing inside her, she is twice as likely to choose life. But preborn doesn't stop there. They provide these mothers with counseling, diapers, baby clothes, and assistance for up to two years. And above all else, they show kindness, love, and support of the greatest kind to save lives and souls. If you can donate and support this nonprofit organization in their 17th year, please consider a donation today. One ultrasound is just $28. Use your cell phone, dial pound 250, and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby, or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. All gifts are tax deductible, and 100% of your donation goes to saving babies' lives. Sponsored by Preborn. Sanity in an insane world. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. 
Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We cover a lot of grounds here. It's one of the things we do on this show. We uh, A wide range of topics. Obviously, the news and politics and what's going on with all of that, first and foremost, is a politics show. It's a what's going on show. But we do culture. We do food. I was just talking about quail eggs. They're quite delicious, as I said. You know, you crack. They're a little tough to crack. They're tiny. But it's kind of fun. And if you get them just right, Clay, it looks like you've got a tiny little fried egg like you would... You know, like you would make for uh, like a dollhouse or something. You have a tiny little fried egg. Anyway, um, I know it's random, but I'm just saying this is what this the egg shortage is a real thing going on across the country right now. And apparently also the baby formula shortage. We cover a lot of ground. Occasionally we get into artistic criticism. And that's where we are right now. What's fascinating about this is you would think you would think that to criticize a new uh, statue that was meant to show respect to Martin Luther King on Martin Luther King Day, This that that would be just beyond the pale. Nobody would ever do such a thing. Well, in this case, kind of everybody's doing it, or a lot of people are doing it. I wouldn't say everybody, but a lot of folks are just on artistic grounds. This is nothing. This has nothing to do with Martin Luther King, his legacy, anything else. It's just, who made this statue? It's called the Embrace... And it's by the artist Hank Willis Thomas. So I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be 
getting this guy to um, make my bust. You know, I think that's you know I'm not I'm not quite at bust level yet, Clay, but maybe one day. <laughs> so symbolize the hug Dr. King and Coretta Scott King shared after Dr. King won the 1964 Nobel Peace Prize. Here's the way the Washington Post wrote wrote about it. Martin Luther King Jr. statue in Boston draws online mockery and disdain. Now, even some now, now some people on the left were upset about this because where's his head? Yeah, which is a fair like wh- why are you just showing arms and hands? It could be anybody. You know, it doesn't. It, there's nothing about this that would no person would walk past this and be like, oh yes commemorating the greatness of Dr. Martin Luther King and the, uh, you know, the revolution in justice and racial, you know, racial healing or a path to racial healing uh, for this country. They would look at this and say, what is this? And I'm not trying, I'm not trying to, I'm just observing here. When people look at the sculpture from certain directions, all they do is they say, I can't believe somebody didn't see this the way I'm seeing it because... This is not what they were trying to go for here. It looks like a gigantic penis from certain angles. Um, which, I mean, I guess if you wanted to be memorialized, there are worse ways to be memorialized. But $10 million they spent on this thing. And, I, I you know, sometimes art in the immediate aftermath of its creation gets ridiculed, right? For instance... The Vietnam War Memorial, if you have been to it in Washington, D.C., very powerful now. Amazing. I think quite beloved. Initially was not thought to be a great representation of uh, a memorial. I don't think that this, this sculpture is going to have that kind of trajectory where as people spend more time around it, it becomes more beloved. I also wonder... You do a lot of different mocks before you make a sculpture. How is it possible that this guy came up with this design and everybody said, this is a $10 million art project, we love it? Is it, and I don't even know, I, what's, the, what's the racial background of this guy? Were people afraid to criticize an MLK sculpture design, white people, because they were afraid they'd be called racist if they pointed out that it looked ridiculous. I bet well, yes. that that happened. I, I think that's very. I think it's. By the way, irrespective of who the the artist uh, designing this may be, I I think that there's just a nobody would be willing along this process to cert- to say anything, and certainly to say this is to some people. Um, I'm trying to think of how to, how to say this, Clay. You just said it, but there's uh, and there are some anatomical associations that are unintentional. That's the best way I could put this. That when people look at this, they go, "Okay, yeah, that I looks think, like something else." I think if you are a white guy or girl who is the kind of person that would be on the board raising ten million dollars for an MLK statue. You are so terrified of saying anything racially inappropriate, particularly as it connotes to a MLK sculpture, that there were probably a lot of people who saw this and thought, and I'm not sure this is $10 million well spent. I'm not sure this honors Dr. King's legacy very well. 
but they were afraid to speak out. Because this is what diversity and inclusion does. A big part of diversity and inclusion is knowing who is allowed in their world, who is allowed to have an opinion and who isn't. Buck, these white people who inevitably helped to raise some of this $10 million were terrified of being considered uh, gauche, of being considered uh, inappropriate, of not being diverse and inclusive enough to even, yeah. I bet, say a word of criticism about I this mean, design. Think about if, if there's like a, a design art committee here. I mean, just put yourself in in this position, Clay. You're going around. You're in the, you're in the room. If you're if you're having a conversation about this sculpture, you're talking about people who are artists, people who are uh, you know on the cutting edge of, of culture. You're gonna have a lot of people announcing pronouns, very uh, very sensitive to the the wokeness of the moment. You think any of them are going to say anything uh, about this design that undermines it in any way? No. And so what you have, like I said, go and claim, go to claimbuck.com. It's really about the angle you look at it. I'm just going to say that from certain angles, it's certain far angles, more. It's a gigantic penis. I'm just telling you to look at it from certain angles and then just wonder how could they not have seen what we all see? More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 